You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of season three for Heart and Soul. We are joined today by Molly Ingram, formerly Molly McCarthy. Welcome. We love you. We're so excited to have you. I am so excited to be here. Um, yeah, we're having it's, it's now officially 25 minutes past when we were supposed to start recording because we just got lost in conversation (laughs) and then Molly's computer froze in the most perfect (laughs) ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're on just data with zoom. So we'll see how this goes, how much we trust the LTE. Okay. Come on. LTE come through. Yeah. A lot of times it's, I feel like better than. So far, the stability of it. So we'll just roll with it. Yeah, let's do it, girls. Mm -hmm. All right. So Molly is a freelance business owner, makeup artist in the Raleigh area. She is amazing. She has done makeup for a lot of my clients. She did our last workshop that Catherine and I did and before COVID. Um, She's also a new mama. As of October, yes, because yes. our little our little men are two months apart, almost exactly. Yes, we just got the boy mom club up in here right now. I was just thinking, I, love- I wonder if our boys will start a boy band one day. Like if boy bands will around, yeah, that would be amazing. The musical talent would not come from my husband or me. It would have to be like a like recessive thing. But yeah, <laughs> I could totally see it. <laughs> I love it. Well, why don't you, you know, you listen to this podcast. Why don't you give listeners your little spiel on who you are and what you do and all the things? Oh, I would love to. I'm Molly. And um, if you know me at all then you know that I talk about the Enneagram like it's a cult. So even if you know nothing, if you look up an Enneagram seven wing eight, that'll be a pretty good description better than I could tell you here. But I am a new mom and my um, three-year wedding anniversary is tomorrow, actually. So I'm a wife Uh. and a mother, which makes me sound really old. Um, But yeah, I started doing makeup vocationally three or four years ago. Um, and I got let go from my day job during COVID because of COVID while on maternity leave, which the legality of that is fuzzy, but, um, it was a kind of a blessing. So I was able to pursue being a mom and my own business full time. And it's just been so much fun. I actually kind of split my business between Raleigh and Wilmington because the community in Wilmington is just incredible. Um, and so, so supportive. So yeah, I'm just kind of like goofing around trying to figure out how to be a mom and run my own business and spend as much time as I can with my family. I love that. Molly is also like, don't hold back. Okay. Cause she's one of the funniest people ever. She is. I was just going to say that you need to follow her on Instagram if you don't already, because she's too funny for words honestly she's good it's a lot of uh, yeah it's a lot of um like attempts because I just firmly believe you miss 100% of the shots you don't take and 
sometimes it's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times you get back up. So um, <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's my the, philosophy. The title of this episode is just going to be all like <laughs> all like the cliches, cliches like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, really helpful stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My favorite, my favorite thing you put on Instagram, which was probably like a couple months ago now was when you were like, okay, be honest. Who's actually funnier, me or Kyle? <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh, it was a wipeout. Kyle lost by a landslide. Poor guy. Yeah. I've never, <laughs> I've never met him, but like, I just assumed you're the funnier one. Uh-huh. Kyle's very, um, he is very funny. He's like that very dry I like to think of myself as dry but I also think of myself as very funny so I blow it and laugh at myself um he's very dry he's very quiet um so when he come when he comes in with something everybody's like whoa and so he gets way more credit um (laughs) but anyways (laughs) yeah I I do like to be funny I think you you definitely not me in my relationship my husband is the (laughs) crazy jokester if you only saw some of the stuff that goes on in our household especially with a baby now and a baby boy oh, yeah that. so um oh yeah um, yes well there can't be two otherwise it's a constant competition and that's tough so there's got to be the more obvious one and the more subtle one yeah. Like Catherine, I feel like you and your husband are both pretty funny. So maybe you're the exception. No, I don't know. No, I'm the obvious one. He's the subtle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's in a group. He's an introvert. So in a group, he's like quiet and doesn't really talk. But then when we get in these walls, he's psychotic yeah. and he, it's more like, like goofy humor. Like it's not sarcastic. Yeah. It's not dry. It's not necessarily with the times. It's just like him booty dancing or <laughs> doing something. A lot of physical humor. He's yes. like, he's like Ross Geller on friends, like all physical comedy. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's wait, a good I love analogy. That. I love that. That's a full commitment mm-hmm. to comedy. Yeah. I don't even well, know physical. Sorry. I'm going to stop. <laughs> No, that's okay. I just was kind of trying to like get into like some meaty, meaty stuff here. Cause I feel like we could definitely chat like this Let's forever with us. Let's but um, so obviously, you know, with COVID our wedding industry was madness and it's kind of crazy. I was thinking about this the other day cause I had my first wedding of the season, like the spring season. And it was the first wedding that felt like truly normal again mm-hmm. um and I just thought back and I'm, I've been so overwhelmed and so stressed <laughs> lately and I've had so much work and then I'm like okay this is hard and I it sucks being overwhelmed but I was just taken back to this time last year and how much it sucked to oh my gosh be like rescheduling left and right and like not having work or like being so scared about what was going to happen and all that so I want you to touch on that a little bit and maybe like how, like at the time, obviously your business was still part-time while you were working Mm -hmm. another job, but maybe just touch on like how you navigated that season and then how it kind of flipped a switch and ended up working out in all the best ways for you when Mm -hmm. you kind of like were forced to just go all in. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, it was, 
horrible. And I, I hate COVID so much. Um, when uh, this time last year, I was still, maybe I was coming out of first trimester pregnancy. So I was like, that, that was when we all thought this would be two weeks. And, um, so I was like couch bound anyway. It was kind of nice. I think everybody thought that we were just like, we can just veg out for a couple of weeks because a lot of people were off work and everything. Um, but then like, I remember I had a wedding, I think it was like March 6th and everything was totally normal. And then everything went to garbage. Um, so I think I felt more for like photographers like you and the bigger ticket items where you collect payment in advance. So it's like, I wish that people understood this about small businesses, like to spend however much you spend on a photographer and then to postpone, they're not only losing money from that year, they're losing it the following year as well, because that's a spot that a, that, you know, new revenue can't fill up. Um, So I was grateful that, you know, for my service, I don't, you know, collect until the day of, but it still was, a hit and it was more of a hit because I had, I planned to go full time with this and I needed like the content (laughs) I needed Mm -hmm. like work. Um, because that's how you get jobs is people see your work and then it, you know, spirals. So, um, it was really hard and it was really hard for, I think everyone just in general to get reliable information about COVID and what was happening. Everybody had different opinions about this unprecedented event so I had so many brides that I remember people would push from like March to June thinking you know certainly by June Mm -hmm. and then it was June to September and then to the new year and um I learned a lot about flexibility I learned a lot about what people do when they're in a pinch and how you get (laughs) the worst side of them um but I think it was I will never refer to the pandemic as a blessing because it has destroyed more than it has blessed. But I think that the timing of it, if it had to happen was pretty fortuitous because I was able to focus on my pregnancy, focus on my marriage. It was just my husband and me at home all the time. Um, And I guess kind of like gear up uh, because it the 2021 was so heavy with all of the postponed weddings plus all the new ones. So you know, being almost four months into 2021, it, I think in the wedding industry, we're all going to be recovering for a while. Um, but it feels like we're kind of on the mend. And I, I am just grateful as I transition from having a corporate America job to being my own business. Um, it's been, it's been good to be this busy to get as much experience as I can with hard things. Cause I doubt we'll ever deal with something like this again (laughs) I hope not um and I don't know it's it's been cool and it has given me it gave me a lot of time off a lot of time to think about what do I want my business to look like and I was able to kind of shape that in the downtime so it was kind of like just never stop moving even though there's a lot that's stopping you if you can't do this then try to do another thing and try to do another thing just keep moving keep working keep dreaming and uh that's what I did. I don't think I'm some like enormous success or anything, but it worked really well for me. And I'm so happy with where my business is going. Um, It's awesome. I think, I think that like for business, well, really for business owners, for sure. Cause you can see it more vividly, but humans in general, 
this pandemic, like you said, it's something that we were able to get through and then figure out like how to mold appropriately <laughs> to mm-hmm. situations. And then also on the other end, realize like we can do really hard things and get through it. And if yeah. this is something that we've already done as a business owner or as a new mom or as a just mm-hmm. human being, then it like surely can't get worse than this, like globally speaking, <laughs> yeah. economically speaking. So if we got through it and we're on the other side, then we're doing something right. And we at mm-hmm. least learned like we can always compare like a tough season to this season. Be like, okay, but it's oh my not, gosh, yeah. It's not the pandemic season. Yeah. Especially. Cause it's like yeah. mm-hmm. it was all just what the heck is going, what am I gonna do? Yeah. It's also very like it was the same with having my first kid, like pregnancy and everything is all really, really hard, but I have no point of reference other than going through it during a pandemic, going to appointments and ultrasounds by myself. Um, and, and that's still the case. Like I, I Michael's not been to an ultrasound. Like it's not at all. He's, he went to the one where we were six weeks and like had a, like a uh, high risk one to see like if everything was okay. But yeah they they still don't let husbands in it's crazy I think it's It's different everywhere there's other places that are um fortunately allowing partners in which I feel like it should have been like that all along to be honest but that's a yeah from a non-medical perspective I'm not sure exactly what they're preventing (laughs) but uh I don't want to get in trouble or get you guys in trouble for saying that so I don't (laughs) really know just just a thought Yeah. Throwing it out there. Don't you don't need to catch it. Just let it, let it go right by. If there's it. any doctors out there would love to hear the explanation. That's all. <laughs> and next week Seriously. on the Heart and Soul podcast, we have Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Just to rebute everything that I've said. Well, Just you're like right in that. Artist. You know, when going back to like the having that as a point of reference for, for all three of us going through pregnancies and stuff, like you're right where this is like the thick of it and it's Mm -hmm. never going to get harder than this season right now. And the fact that you're able to essentially maybe not start your business totally from the ground up, but starting it full time in this season um, is definitely not easy. But at, at the same time, like Catherine was saying, I can, now that we're like, at this point where things are at least looking a lot better than they were <laughs> this time last mm-hmm. year, not back as normal, but like heck of a lot better. Um, it's just cool to see like this. I don't know. Everyone had to go through so much freaking grit last year and mm-hmm. so many pivots and so many like epiphanies and realizations and hard work went into it. Um, that, now it's like we're starting to see all of the the product that's come out of it which is really really neat and like you said the biggest part of it it doesn't even have to look a certain way or you can't and that's not necessarily about like how much money you're bringing in or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like you just stay consistent consistency is what it takes Mm -hmm. setting boundaries just keep putting it out there no matter what is thrown at you and you will 
grow. But I think yeah. we, we see that most common with people or most frequently with listeners or just like acquaintances who start something and then are just like, oh, well, it's not working or this is too hard or mm-hmm. no one wants to book me. It's because, okay, well, does anyone even know what you're doing? Have you, have, yeah. have you told anybody? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got to yeah. just... And I Oh, sorry. I'm totally bulldozing over you. I was just going to say like with this specifically, and I can't get too into it or I'll never stop talking, but I am like so passionate about there being room for anyone at the table who's willing to pull up a chair. And um, I think that this year, especially weddings, I can't speak to other industries as well, has taught that to a lot of people who may be we're tending to be a little bit more competitive, worried about losing business, but there's so much to go around. And um, I think something good that came out of all of it was there was a lot, I think there were like stronger connections being made across people in similar industries, because you're all kind of struggling together and you have to lean on other people and learn from other people. And I'm a totally self-taught person anyway. So like making those connections, I think in some ways became a lot easier when everybody's in, you know, chaos Um, and I guess misery loves company or whatever. So I found some good company in my misery. Yeah, me too. I was calling other photographers and other wedding vendors Mm -hmm. left and right, like crying. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? I can't. I mean, I was also pregnant, so like the hormones definitely didn't help that situation but yeah I totally feel you on the the connections and the just feeling of like all right well we're all in the same boat so Mm -hmm. how are we gonna uphold the industry and like get through this I felt like a lot of I was like on a lot of Facebook groups and stuff where a lot of other photographers were like shaming each other for policies I've had to put in place or like for charging people and I was like yeah do you just like do this on the side or like have a really rich partner or something? Because Mm -hmm. like, I don't know about you, but I can't work for a whole year for free. Um, Yeah. So I had to remove myself from some of those conversations and like, just not even look anymore because I would get so worked up and frustrated at. Yeah. At people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely brought out the best and the worst, but Mm -hmm. And not only that, so obviously becoming a new mom is hard, (laughs) hard in and of itself. That's an understatement. So let's get into that stuff. Yeah. What? This is dirty. Let's do it. (laughs) This is like the, the, this is the poo, like the real stuff. I have some thoughts. Well, you know what I love about you is... (laughs) Tell me, tell you don't me hold all back. It. You don't hold back on your thoughts. Like <laughs> I, I listened to one of my favorite podcasts that I listened to is scrubbing in with, uh, Becca Tilly and Tanya. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I love them. Feel like I'm their friend, but they don't know me. Um, but one time they commented they should. on the things that I tagged them in. So I just feel like we're close, but anyways, oh. um, they had Whitney port from the Hills. Do you remember her? yeah of course I do yeah they had Whitney on on their podcast and they brought up like you know I really just appreciate how on Instagram you're like super real no matter if it's what people want to hear or don't Mm want to hear 
because apparently, which I didn't, I don't follow Whitney on Instagram. I do now after this episode, but I, um, like apparently while she was pregnant, she was basically saying like, I like hate being pregnant and, and which, which there's like, she felt shame in that because there's moms, like there's people who are miscarrying or, you know, have fertility issues. Like I can tell you in that season, I probably would have unfollowed her, but now like looking back, I can like see that what she was, what she was just doing was speaking to the people who felt afraid to share like what they were actually thinking and felt like they needed to cover it up with a big bow and be mm-hmm. like, pregnancy is so great and easy. Like I just got pregnant, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate yeah. that about you, you, about you too, because you're very like, this is who I am. This is what you're getting today. You <laughs> are so real on, on IG. And I, I feel appreciate like- that. There was like one, I forget exactly when it was that we started like voice texting it was like we both (laughs) had like a really hard season I think at the same time and we're like who who else is going to understand this right now because like I am coming undone um and I feel like going off of that yeah like you you're almost like afraid to help or talk about how much of a struggle it is because you should be so in love with your baby yeah like you are and you're mm-hmm. so grateful that you have a healthy baby in front of you, but you're also like extremely hormonal. You're so sleep deprived that you yep. feel like you are, you don't even know who you are anymore. And th- like, you don't know what's going on with breastfeeding and all like, there's just so much that no one, you can talk about this all day too. And like, nothing will truly prepare you for what it feels like in that season. Um, Mm -hmm. and it is different for everybody. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess just talk about like what that was like for you in that season and maybe what surprised you and Mm -hmm. how you, how you found, um, comfort or Mm -hmm. solidarity or, and like what got you through it? Yeah. I love talking about this. It's like hard to, um, you have to find the right balance, not necessarily because you want to be like what you're talking about, Catherine. It's so refreshing to see people just being honest and you want people to be honest, but, and I think that in today's culture, everybody can get their feelings hurt by something. And I don't want to trivialize that, especially with parenting and fertility and stuff, because like, like Catherine, knowing about your stuff, I would sob I would cry and like I'm not alone in that like when people are hurting I mean and you're open about it on the internet um you kind of open the door for people to hurt with you and there's just something about that more than just people hurting with you I have found and this is generally my philosophy is like if you say it out loud odds are high somebody else is dealing with it or at least can relate a little bit and the things that live in the dark inside of you they just grow and grow and grow and they become this monster that you're really ashamed of and um it goes for anything and it's like the second you say it out loud and you hear the people that can relate whether totally directly or not it's incredible so um I had like a a hard pregnancy like (laughs) I don't this is so funny to talk about but 
I was always like, I hate me in hindsight. I was always thin, like very cute, such a cute girl. Um, I would remember in, in college, if I gained like two ounces, I'm like, Oh, I gotta lose this. I would just think about it and it would be gone. And I'd be like, oops, I accidentally lost a little too much and, um, never worked out ate pop tarts and spaghetti probably. And, um, pregnancy combined with just like getting older and probably like karma in a certain way. I, that's not how it went for me. And I gained 60 pounds. I stopped weighing myself after I hit a certain milestone. Um, and I, I, so I have, um, POTS it's postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, and it's like an autoimmune disorder where basically if I'm vertical, my heart rate goes up at least 30 beats per minute. So like standing for me is what a lot of people are at when they're like in a cycling class. And, um, it, a lot of it is kind of unknown, but when I got pregnant, I was told it would get better, but it actually got a lot worse to my first and third trimesters. Um, so like dealing with spells of like pre-syncope, like near fainting and, um, everything that comes along with POTS, which is just a laundry list, but with the weight gain, looking at myself in the mirror and hating it, um, it was just like a miserable time. And then I was lonely. Like I'm a super extrovert. And so people were afraid to see me because of COVID and I was pregnant. Um, I was like, I'll risk anything to have interaction, but other people didn't feel that way, which, you know, is probably safe, but I was lonely and fat and like just miserable. Um, and I remember texting Chelsea at one point, <laughs> Chelsea's like, I actually loved my body. <laughs> and so for girls that it wasn't theirs to have a really positive experience, I was hoping to relate in some small way to be like, it's, maybe it is selfish, maybe it's narcissistic, but at least, you know, you're not abnormal for feeling insecure while you're creating a human and like being pregnant is a natural thing. That's how the human race has gotten this far. It's a natural thing, but the speed at which your body changes is so unnatural that there's side effects to that, um, mentally. And so that was really, really hard. Um, I had an incredible labor though. And I think that was kind of just a gift from God that like after a hard year in my personal life, physically, all that, I had a really beautiful labor. My mom was able to be there. They had like just changed the COVID restrictions. I think it was to allow for doulas, but my mom was able to just kind of slip through the cracks. So it was my husband and my mom that were there. And I had a really quick labor, which is unheard of for a firstborn. So like, don't get your hopes up, Catherine. Um, but it was awesome. And then come home. And I remember saying like the second night talking to my mom being like, I think he's just a good baby. Um, I was like, I feel great. And then the crash hits and, um, it was hard. Um, it was so hard. I remember I never did maternity photos because I didn't like the way I looked. Um, but I remember I did newborn photos with Sarah Reeves, who's awesome. Um, I remember sobbing like right before she walked through the door, um, just feeling horrible. Like I'm, 
I've got my depends on um, who's sponsoring heart and soul. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But I've got my depends on my like super industrial size maxi pad. Like my boobs are leaking like crazy. I'm huge. I've still got maternity clothes on. Um, my ankles are so swollen from, I don't know if it's epidural or pregnant. Oopsie. Um, but it was just a mess and I hated it. And, um, you know, I got the photos back and I'm glad I did that because when they say it goes by quick, it does like those babies, they grow. Um, but he'll be six months next week. And I'm still like, in a bit of a fog sometimes it definitely gets better when they especially when they start to smile and stuff but um I remember this is so random but I remember getting my nails done at this place way before I had kids um and she was talking about her postpartum depression her kids are much older now but she said that there were times in the middle of the night where she would like envision like lassoing her baby around her head and flinging it down the stairs and I was like whoa um and I kind of get it (laughs) like um not anymore so much but there were times where it's like this thing that you give your your mind body and soul to um and continue to after pregnancy um it can't even tell you it loves you it can't smile at you it can't give you anything in return and you're just like I think it's kind of if I I think about it a lot and I'm like if this is how Jesus loves us then I need to be on my face in gratitude more often than I am um because it's it's hard work and then you get the stress and pressure of breastfeeding and like Luke didn't latch for me. So I had to exclusively pump and that was brutal. And I was just, it was just hard. And I cried the other night. I have to be a um, bridesmaid in a couple of weeks and I know I'm going to be the biggest bridesmaid and I can't get the weight off. Um, and it's just, there's so much And I don't want that to be the only thing that people think of when they think of pregnancy, because there's also greater joy than I have ever known. Like this baby is my universe. Um, He's perfect. He's totally, totally perfect. But I do think it's okay um, to acknowledge like the physical, spiritual, emotional pain that comes with really sacrificing your entire being for a little being who can't do anything for you in return. It's like the ultimate test of how selfish are you? And then the ultimate reveal of you are very selfish because this is very hard. Um, But I mean, it's, it's dope. I just, I do I want, I found when I, uh, sorry if I'm talking too long, but I found when I had Luke, people like Chelsea kind of came out of the woodwork. Like I remember Chelsea sent me $5 to Starbucks and I have done that to like 10 new moms Um, because it's kind of like today I went to Starbucks and they paid for my order. So you you keep going, you know, you don't want to be the a-hole that stops the train. Um, And I've found that like, 
by being online on social media, you find acquaintances or whatever that maybe you don't have any kind of real relationship with, but moms are ready and willing to like take each other by the hand and be there for each other in a way that I've never really experienced with anything else. And that's really, really cool. Um, people recovering from C-sections and all the anxiety and depression and, you know, comparing your baby to other babies, being worried about if they're growing, how they're feeding. There's this funny rash. Is that okay? The baby's head is flat. Is that okay? They're losing hair here. There's cradle cap. There's just like a million things that no amount of books can prepare you for. And, um, but the community that comes with being a new mom, if you're willing to be honest about how you're feeling is so rewarding. And I have been, I feel like I've gotten so much life and so much grace through, you know, people like Chelsea and others who are willing to also be vulnerable and be like, this really sucks. And also there was a funny time at the same time when Chelsea and I were voice texting about whatever, because we both have boys when I was like, Hey, um, do babies get boners? And we had to be like, Oh my God baby boys get boners starting at two weeks, y'all. If you are pregnant out there and there's a boy in your belly, just know, like when you get him out of the bath and he's smiling at you, just remember it's science. It is science. It's okay. Maybe that's, maybe that's the title of the podcast. Do babies get boners? <laughs> that was a good one. That was definitely yeah. one of I was the top terrified. Ones. I was terrified. Scary. Yeah. Wieners are scary in general, but a baby wiener, you don't expect to see that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, I, I love that you ended with that because it's so true. Like there's, yeah, there's so much that you just never, there's all the things that you never thought you would, you would say that yeah. you say and the things that you asked that you never thought you'd have to ask and Mm-hmm. your anxiety is a, a whole new level now I can't even watch specific shows anymore without freaking out oh my gosh um, yeah we had this show on the other day um called what's it called I think it's called emergency call and mm-hmm. it just like started playing on Hulu after we were watching like Shark Tank or something and it was like nice. following 911 dispatchers and like what they mm-hmm. go through as like being the people on the other end of the line and how they walk people through all these scenarios and there was one of them with like this family and they couldn't find their two-year-old and Ooh. the dad was like freaking out on the phone and I was losing it yep. like <laughs> I went around the whole house and was like locking all my windows and was oh my crazy mode and I was like I and then I of course couldn't go to bed until I watched the resolution of it and I ended up finding her upstairs in like a random room under a blanket but um I was like oh my gosh like this is now I just understand like my mom and like other moms on such a new level when it comes to the things that you worry about um mm-hmm. and all this just to say too like now I'm, I'm feeling badly because we have someone who's pregnant <laughs> on this podcast I know it's not all <laughs> there's the good is like so much more than the bad but it mm-hmm. is a struggle and uh, there are so many things that aren't spoken out loud a lot that it's like if you just, like you said, like if you just voice it and know that you're not alone in it, mm-hmm. that helps 
immensely. Like just to know that you're not a bad mom. I, it almost made me more mad to see the positives on Instagram. Yeah. Because I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why won't my baby yeah. sleep in the bassinet? Like, why is it he not sleeping through the night yet? Why do I mm-hmm. still feel so crazy? And, you know, all those things. And it it feels better to know like, oh, it's actually normal to feel all yep. those things while simultaneously feeling the most joy you've ever felt. And also enjoying like new seasons as they come and mm-hmm. you know watching your husband as a dad and like yeah yeah so that's much of it. yeah that yeah. will get you going that'll get you going <laughs> that's way. good stuff in a in a sexual way that'll get you going after your six week there I saw this reel on Instagram so funny um because six weeks you know men wait for the six week appointment um that's that's your green light typically and um she was doing that like boy I'd rather go blind thing or whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah because that's a scary thought but seeing the man that you love more than anything and anyone in the world adore the human that you made that you also love more than anything in the world is just like I mean, there's nothing like it. Um, Like I, for a long time, didn't want kids at all. Um, And then in September of 2019, my grandpa passed away and we went to his funeral and it was like everyone there was his, you know, descendants. And I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, can you imagine getting to the end of your life and it's just you. Um, and I now have in Luke, this piece of my husband, like that's wild. I don't want to get weird about it, but it's so cool. Um, no one can take that from you. No one can replace that. And it's just incredible. That's so good. I'm glad you said that about your husband and your husband is Silas's father like if you had any question that kid (laughs) belongs to George (laughs) they are twins I've never seen I know you're like he looks like me as a baby and that's true that is true but wow (laughs) they are very similar and I can't wait to see what your baby looks like Catherine because he and I love that he has great genes and um (laughs) it's just the coolest thing in the world I feel like it's an evolutionary thing that they always come out looking exactly Gosh. like dad. And I remember like they put him on my chest and I was like, did I have <laughs> anything to do with you? Like I just saw yeah. miniature Jordan on me and I was like, That's what? Kind of- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love that. I mean, I loved it, but it was also like a little bit of a burn because you're like, oh, wow, I just like went through labor and like pushed you out. And now you don't even look at all like you came out of me, but it's fine. Um, I think, I think also like spouses begin to look alike. So I think ew, yeah. that's true. it's true, I hate that, but it's, I hate it, but it's, it's true. It is like, true. like to me, Silas looks like both you and Jordan, like in one like weird <laughs> But then I think so about all like, three of you are just one weird. Yeah, we're meshed. And <laughs> then I think about like, I didn't think Michael and I looked alike when we started dating, but now I'm like, I mean, we both have dark features. We're both like 
we kind of do. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. our kids probably we at, um, like that. <laughs> before we even got married, we were at a wedding one time and this girl was like, are y'all siblings? And I was like, ew, you just saw <laughs> us like kissing on the dance floor. No. Yeah, sick. Common like, sense. why would you say that? But I, I, I is, however, the, like, you know, semi looking like thing. But like, if you know people are there as a like a date like don't say that you know that's weird (laughs) I do that to Kyle though um mostly pre-COVID but if we're like out to eat or at a grocery store I'll be like grabbing his butt and kissing him and then wait for somebody to be nearby and be like god I'm so glad mom and dad let us go out um because he hates it (laughs) it's so funny oh man so I'm trying to keep life real interesting over there for him I try to yeah keep him on his toes that's the humor um, we were waiting for <laughs> that specific joke really get, did me in <laughs> no well, it's really you should do it the next time you're out <laughs> it's very funny well thank you for sharing all of those thoughts and you know your openness and vulnerability oh, yeah. vulnerability in it all because that is the point of all this and why we're here and it's important and I totally agree with you in that I feel like there's just this instant connection that happens between moms there's like so many women that I never really mm-hmm. like truly connected with on Instagram or anything like that until I had a baby and then it's like oh wow you just feel so supported and like you're just a part of this thing that no one else really gets until you're like mm-hmm. in that struggle boat <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. So it's cool well, to I know that that's out there. A lot of people um, run into issues like on social media because they find themselves like comparing them obviously to people's highlight reels. But I think I've found the opposite to be true. I think at some point when I was pregnant, I unfollowed like every influencer celebrity whatever um female specifically and I only followed loved ones and um accounts that were similar to I don't know what's the Canadian mom she's just like an example of the type of thing like something papaya um oh yeah papaya uh, the bird's papaya yeah yeah um like that because because when I get on there I don't I don't have the mental energy like I've got I'm good on insecurity I can handle that on my own um I don't need any outside help with that but it I found just like the opposite to be true when you like really make an effort to customize it and if something's not if something's making you feel like garbage about yourself you, you don't have to see it like that's your choice to put it there and um so I have kind of created this ecosystem for myself on social media where when I get on the content that I'm most often seeing is realness and realness does not equal just sad stuff all the time excuse me um but it because it means a lot of the joy too but whenever you see somebody only sharing the highest of highs you're just kind of left wondering like what do the dark corners of your life look like Um, not because you want them to suffer, but just, it's just not possible to sustain that. And, um, 
Yeah. So I've just tried to customize it and then to maybe be somebody that would help somebody feel better if they're insecure about weight they've gained or, you know, fearful about being a new mom, things like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, as you know, I mean, maybe you are prepared for these because you listen, but we end every hey. interview with our four questions. So we will ask them to you as we wrap up. Okay. Um, number one is what is something you're currently binging or obsessed with? I am prepared to answer this. Um, I read all the time now. Um, like mostly, almost exclusively like psychological thrillers. Um, but that's another thing I've found on Instagram is I like post the books that I've read and then all these other people send me recs. And so I just talk with, about books with people all the time. So right now I'm reading the book, uh, Anxious People, Frederick Backman, I think it's a lot of people have read it it's a little slow because you sometimes I'll, I just read Dark Matter and I crushed that in like a day and a half. Um, but yeah, I read all the time. So if you have any good recs, I would love to add them. If I could use one social media forever it would be goodreads i sit on there and just stock what my friends are reading how they've rated it it's so much fun i just started a book i wouldn't call it a thriller but it's kind of like a mystery mm-hmm. um, that you'll probably like i'm only on six i'm looking at the title to make sure i don't butcher it but it's called then she was gone have you read it is that lisa is it lisa jewel yeah i haven't read it but it's like on my list because she's like a she's very much in the genre that I love. Yeah. It's good so far. I like it. I'm awesome. In. Yeah. Have you read um, the book called Keep Quiet? No. I think it's Lisa Scottaline, I want to say. Um, basically, it opens with like, I'm not giving anything away because this is like the first chapter. It opens yeah. with like a dad um, letting his teenage son drive his car and I think he has like a permit or something and they hit somebody and like drive away and oh I love that like all these things happen that you think might contribute to people finding out and like it and it's like how far will a father go to protect his son and all this stuff and um yeah it's really really good I don't really read much anymore just because uh I don't have the mental capacity for it but yeah. Um, that's one that I always remember and recommend to people because it is okay. like, you can't put it down good. So I'm going to add it then. That's awesome. Keep them coming. All right. Our next question is what is something you're look- looking forward to in 2021? Uh, <laughs> what am I looking? Okay. I'm looking forward to, uh, if we're just like speaking positively, hopefully the world kind of moving past COVID little by little, and maybe we'll start to step back into normalcy so that my baby won't grow up afraid to see people's like mouths. Um, so I think that would be nice. I just have little visions in my head of being with my family in a restaurant, walking around freely and without fear. Um, and I'm excited for where my business is headed. I've got a lot of stuff that I'm working on um, wedding wise. And then I'm also trying to shift more into like motherhood type things because I can relate to it. And I've found a lot of joy in like helping new and expecting moms feel beautiful. And that's been really popular lately. So I'm super excited for that. 
Yes. I love that too. I wish you lived here because I wanted to just like have everyone collab with you. You need to Um, make sure you're doing stuff in Raleigh too. And you know. Yeah. Well, I try. I try. Um, (laughs) Our third question is what is something you love about yourself? I, besides my sense of humor and my humility, I love that I am extremely inclusive. Um, and I have friends, one of my best friends used to, she brought up recently, we've been best friends since like high school. And she's like, it was so hard in high school sometimes because I'd want to hang out, but then you would invite like all these other people. And I just, which is, you know, problematic. I've learned to be more intuitive, but I think that there's room for everyone in everything. And there's no point in doing something fun if it can't be shared with others. So, um, yeah. Amen. That's a good one. That is a good one. Our last question is if you could tell women one thing today, what would it be? Um, I would say if there's something that you are something dark that you're kind of holding inside, um, like don't be afraid to say it out loud, especially if the reason you're keeping it inside is because you fear that you'll be looked at differently or you fear that you're, it's isolating or lonely. Um, I can promise that if somebody can't relate directly, they can relate um, in some way or another. So like, being vulnerable is a very courageous thing to do, but like to make a habit of vulnerability because it gets easier and your world opens up each time you let people in, if that makes sense. Mm, I love that. So good. Thank well, you. Where, where can people find you if they want to have amazing makeup done or chat about mom stuff or good books or whatever. Yeah. If you want to see really crappy pictures and me trying to be funny, talking about books or being a mom, that would be my personal Instagram, which is just Molly Ingram spelled like Ingraham. And then if you want to learn a little bit about makeup and feeling pretty, just as you are, then that's Molly Ingram, M-U-A, uh, also spelled like Ingraham. <sighs> yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. And Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor. I love y'all and you're doing such a good job. I've loved getting to connect with you both over the years and I'm so excited for baby Banco, mm. for Silas. He's so funny. It's been a good time, y'all. It has. And I can't wait to just, like, get all the boys together. Yes. Yes. Boy band. Yes. Oh, love that. Boy band. Boy band 2037 is probably when they'll kick off. That's That's probably about right. Like a real year. That's crazy. Yes, it's (laughs) crazy. That's real. Well, we love you. And thanks for joining us today. And ladies or men, if you're listening, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.